Hello and welcome to another APW Property Podcast with our residential expat expert, Callum Williamson. Hi, Callum. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, we've just got a, a quick uh, podcast today. It's, a, it's a, more of a breaking news kind of idea. In these podcasts, we dispense useful information, facts, figures, opinion and advice on all manner of topics relating to UK property. So this is... is uh, it's an article in the Daily Mail, and it was an ongoing but developing issue to do with second homes and local authorities applying extra taxes to second homes that are left empty or are being let out to Airbnb, that's another contentious issue, or are empty most of the time um, because people have got a holiday let kind of idea. So is this something you've come across, Callum? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty popular or common to speak with people that want to buy back in the UK, somewhere that they can Airbnb, you know, and normally they want to do that because it means they can use it for a few months over Christmas or summer. But um, I personally don't think that's a great idea. You know, it's the head or the heart, isn't it? You either buy a pure investment or you buy a pure house that you want to live in that is your home. So I think it's uh, jack of all trades, master of none. You don't get the very best of either. So it's ne- not really a great idea, in my opinion. But it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty popular and common. To be fair, there's a lot of people doing it because if you do it well, you can get a higher yield on a on an Airbnb or a short term let. Yes, it's. I mean, it's a, it's about the maths, isn't it? If you do a long term let, you know, say you're getting a thousand pounds a month uh, on a long term let, you know, Airbnb, you might be able to get what sort of eighty pounds a night or something. So that quickly adds up you could do the sums or if say you were getting 100 pounds a night uh that's 100 nights will when a thousand pounds a month 12,000 so 120 nights will give you the same rental income as a whole long-term let but it's more maintenance you've got more cleaning and you you know sometimes there's a lot of neighbors complaining about uh people having wild parties in airbnb places so uh you know, you might be upsetting the neighbours uh, who won't like you if you do use the property when you get there. Similarly, with holiday lets, obviously holiday season lets are, you know, the rentals are a lot higher than the long-term rentals. So people are sometimes tempted to say, well, I could do a holiday let. Uh, but it's, um, you know, it is higher maintenance. You need to keep the property a slightly better spec because you get those reviews and stuff. Airbnb... Like I say, there are some people starting to make noises about, you know, regulating it or, you know, getting in and making sure that uh, the properties are up to snuff. Yeah, and that's it. But these are all things you need to consider, right? So you can get a much higher yield, but you're also going to be paying 20, 25% management fee on it. You know, unless you want to manage it yourself, which is even harder than managing a property that you only have to change a tenant once every 18 months. So you pay a higher fee, there's higher wear and tear. So your, you know, your ongoing maintenance costs will be higher. I think it makes sense some places, if I was going to do an Airbnb, I would do it in a city centre, you know, so I know it's going to be full of tourists or business people all the time, you know, somewhere yeah, somewhere where you've got sports events going on, where you've got people traveling for business, people wanting to travel there. I wouldn't do it on a, you know, 
somewhere that's weather dependent in the UK, like Cornwall, where it may only be full for six months of the year. So anyway, all things you need to consider when you're putting your plan together for purchasing property, right? But it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, but well, this was a big splash in the Daily Mail. Um, how many empty homes are in your hometown uh, was the big headline. And they had a, a little map uh, showing where the hottest areas are for second homes. And uh, as I say, it's about the mood music, really. We're in an election year and everyone's getting a little bit populist in their narratives. And part of that is about a crisis in housing. There aren't really enough houses being built, uh, so it keeps prices high. There aren't really enough council houses, so uh, rents are high and rising. Um, and as people search for a place to live, you can suddenly get these fashionable and popular areas created very quickly, like we saw in COVID with the race for space. And uh, it, that creates these pockets where people who actually live in an, a town or an area are suddenly forced out of, uh, uh, you know, the prices mean that they can't afford to live in that area. And so they're sort of having to move away from the community that they were brought up with. So the lack of homes becomes a big issue and, and uh, empty second homes uh, obviously become a bit of a target. Yeah, look, I think I can sort of understand the the empty second homes thing. They're not contributing to the local economy, really. They're not doing much apart from pushing up house prices. I don't understand why people would be frustrated with Airbnbs. I mean, they're bringing money that people are spending to your economy. Uh, they're bringing interest. People are taking photos, giving your town, wherever it may be, you know, Tenby in Wales or wherever they're giving you exposure. So I think, you know, Airbnbs is fine, but the second homes, what are type what are the types of properties people buy as second homes? You know, they're not entry level things, are they? They're sort of mid to top end of the market because it's someone's second holiday home. So realistically of the people being priced out, you know, were they affording those anyway? I don't know. I'd have to look at the figures, but you know, there's well, apparently there are Apparently, there are 260,000 empty homes in the UK and also 70,000 holiday let homes. Uh, and the holiday lets are in hotspots, like you say, with the Pembrokeshire Coast or Cornwall. But again, it's about this sort of squeezing people out. Uh, so there was a quote from the article. Uh, One of the worst affected areas is South Hams in Devon, where there are 172 hol holiday homes for every thousand houses in Sulcombe. And uh, furious residents claim second homeowners are renting out their homes on the sly to avoid paying a £350 bin tax. Uh, so, And the furious residents bit, uh, that was a whole separate article in the um, Daily Mail. They love their furious. Uh, pe yeah, people getting angry. But, uh, you know, part of this mood music is a little bit sort of landlords bad, tenants good. Um, what do you think? If you... I mean, if you buy a property and you're looking for long-term tenants and you're a responsible landlord, you won't have a problem. You know, if you try and make too much profit out of a property, it may come back to bite you. I think landlords aren't bad. You know, they do often get a pretty bad rep. But, um, you know, you would see when well, we have seen landlords leaving the market because of uh, rising cost of mortgages. You know, they just sell up and that actually reduces the stock of property that people can live in on their out on the market you know so landlords aren't bad you know there are some bad landlords but not all landlords are bad you know it's like there are some i don't know what another example is but uh well, there are some bad, bad there are some bad tenants but not all tenants are bad uh yeah. so 
part of this uh, sort of mood music has been um, crystallised into law with the Leveling Up and Regeneration Act, uh, which which completed its passage through Parliament in November. Uh, it's one of uh, Michael Gove's special. Uh, but it gave councils some extra powers. So local authorities are now pursuing council tax premiums, handing out refurbishment grants and asking genealogists to help them identify unknown property owners. While they look into any legal way to take control of empty homes, councils are also calling on the government to help them with new policies and more resources. Ministers have said they're trying to make these things easier for authorities by allowing them to increase the rate of council tax on properties empty for at least one year. Housing Secretary Michael Gove is bringing in the higher levy, which is double the rate of the present standard figure as part of this Leveling Up and Regeneration Act. Other new policies include a new double council tax charged on furnished second homes and higher bills for owners of homes unoccupied for more than five years. Uh, the crisis is being exacerbated by thousands of holiday homes being registered in counties popular with holidaymakers. Councils now fighting back as follows. Pembrokeshire, up to 300% council tax rises on second homes. Uh, so that's a hefty sort of new bill. Uh, Whitby, new build second homes banned and doubling of council tax. Uh, Falmouth, the local authority will double council tax for second homeowners. Uh, Robin Hood's Bay, council will impose 100% council tax premium. Comes after a boom in second homes was cited last month as one of the many causes for homelessness in rural England, rising by 40% in five years so that's the kind of meat of it and it just there is a sort of slightly queasy making idea that local councils are suddenly going to sort of stick you know property owners with a with, with an extra bill what do you think yeah i mean it's i don't know it's whether it's a long-term issue i mean i think a lot of it was probably driven by you know let's buy a second home over covid because we can't go anywhere Let's go and buy somewhere down the coast that we can use or work from because we're not in the office, which I think a lot of this has come from. You know, I'm not sure whether it's going to be now that things are getting back to where they were. We saw the reversal of the race for space. You know, are people still going to be wanting to buy second homes in in Tenby for half a million quid when you could buy a villa in, I don't know, the south of Spain somewhere for 150,000 euros, 200,000 euros and a short flight? I mean doesn't appeal to me really Whitby is very nice but uh, I don't know whether you've won a second home up there it's uh, very historical obviously it's where Dracula comes from but um, I've always seen you as a bit of a closet goth though uh Callum come on you, you yeah there's a lot of goths up there in Whitby that's it no you, you can't you can't see guys on the video here but I'm in my full goth goth gear at the moment but um <laughs> No, it's great. I mean, I love Whitby. I've got some family up there and it's uh, it's actually pretty good value um, as a place to buy. So, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I would be frustrated if I was a second homeowner and I would also be frustrated if I was a local resident there. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so, so the article really points to this sort of tension um, and it's going to be in certain areas of the country. So when you do your researches, just uh, have a look around, read some of the local newspapers that uh, you can find online and you can usually find out what the mood music is in a particular area because this, you know, it it's an issue. It's quite complicated for them to suddenly give you an extra bill and there were provisions in the in the Act saying that 
they had to do it a year in advance of actually doing the extra bill. So people have got time to, to react to this if it does happen. But it's it's just something to keep an eye on, really. That's why we're bringing, bringing it to you as a breaking news podcast. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Yeah, just to sort of reiterate what you said, you know, we saw the, you know, look at the pension fund in Malaysia, the EPC stuff. It's, uh, you know, that was causing people to sell or to not buy. And in reality, it's nothing like what was set out at the start. And it's taking ages to work its way through. So it is with all of these things. Don't make rush decisions, stick to your plans and your goals and don't buy an Airbnb on the beach that you can use over the summer because it's not a very good investment, in my humble opinion. But uh, yes, okay, that's it. E- EP- EPC there is an energy performance certificate, and like you say, yes, there was regulations about improving it and uh, getting it up to a higher rating. And uh, but that's just slightly altered because uh, it was just proving too difficult for everyone to do it. So sensibly, the government said, "Well, oh, it's not going to happen," and they're not going to be able to enforce it particularly. So they've changed it, but they're still going to be trying to improve the energy performance of houses all over the country. Uh, so we'll keep you informed if we get any of news on updates on that sort of thing in our podcast so thanks for listening thanks for callum thanks paul thanks for having me and thanks to emma holton from brilliant audio my name is paul shearer have a lovely day thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for apw by emma holton at brilliant audio If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.